Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Jamie. <laughs> and I'm Will. <laughs> Woo! And we, we could have had uh, our guest introduce, uh, one of our guests introduce us as well, as an ex-host, uh, but I'm going to hold off on you and introduce our other host, <laughs> our other guest, oh, guest and host getting mixed up first. It's Andy. Woo! Hello. Hey, thanks for coming on. And uh, our other guest is some person who used to be on this podcast, Robin. Woo! Really? No, you're not doing the alliteration thing again? I oh, mean, it's uh, the... Neither uh, of us get, get, the, get it? It's the oh, amazing <laughs> Andy. That's a really boring one. Oh, what's a good A word? Oh, that's great. It's astounding. Perfect. Astounding Andy <laughs> and the ravishing Robin. Ah, yes. Hmm. Which ravishing is I. Robin. Ravishing Robin. <laughs> <laughs> thank you um, and thank you for having me back yeah you've come back from um defenders purgatory and uh you're back just <laughs> you're like we had met raft, Mel. Robin. yeah you're on well, the raft just, <laughs> yeah i was put in i was i was fed blood for a while and then i got out of there and then ended up being thrown in the raft because i was just angry for people so yeah. uh you know that's it's a bit of a dick move for captain america not to rescue you and he rescued all the other people at the end of the civil war what a dick you know, Hawkeye's singing to himself constantly <laughs> all day, all night. Just annoying. Oh, Hawkeye. Okay. Just to host a podcast. Then. I think that's it. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, Hawkeye's going to take Thanos down in the end with his special anti-Thanos arrow. <laughs> arrow for everything. Uh, you were saying just before we started recording that you had to binge these episodes because you're a bit behind. Did you? I didn't ask you if you watched the finale as well or not. Oh no, no. I'm Ooh. saving that for for last. Nice. No, the, the, the like, uh, uh, five or six I had to watch in a row were enough for now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So you've got one left to watch as a special treat. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can obviously watch it um, whenever now because there's only one more. And Andy. Well, I um, ha- call you make sure. <laughs> <laughs> have you been watching yeah. along with us or have you, like, watched all of the series or? Um, uh, yeah, I've just been uh, catching up. So I have still to watch the finale. Oh, okay, cool. I like this. I like being the only one with power. <laughs> oh, very exciting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I want all the power. Um, speaking of which, I will uh, mention. I was listening to. What, oh, sorry. No, it's all right. Go on. Well, my voice is screwing up. But I was listening to Howard Stern the other day of all places, and they're like, so, and Jessica Jones, blah, 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 blah. I was like, uh, don't stop, 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 stop. <laughs> it was stuff that I had already guessed was going to happen. It was involving Trish. Oh, no. Damn you, Howard Stern. Was, I know. Obviously, it's that Trish dies at the end of this episode when her eyes go all white. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happens. Trish uh, kills Jessica in the finale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. that, yeah, all of this happens. Well, it's, it's the Baker, our supervillain we invented, that comes and... And kills everyone, yeah. you know. Um, here's a question oh, for you guys. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> oh, Claire, I just wanted... Somebody actually wanted to say hey to you. Oh, hold on a second. Go ahead. Oh, it's just Jason Statham here. I'm just wondering when they're bringing in Bullseye, eh? Uh, never played by Jason Statham, ever. They're going uh, to hire me? No, never, ever. They'll yeah. hire him as Bullseye when they hire Vin Diesel as Daredevil, which was a rumour. Never going to happen. All right, but obviously, well. obviously, Bullseye appears in the finale episode of Jessica Jones next week. And it's Colin Farrell. Yeah, he's come back with his <laughs> his rattlesnake sound effect jacket, the best thing ever. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't mean to have him take the microphone away. He was just looking at me. So that's okay. Go. All right, I'm that's back. fine. Uh, my uh, myself and my co-workers have been discussing a very important question this week that I want to pose to you guys, and I'm going to leave you to to ponder it um, for the episode, and then ask you at the end. And that is, you've been tasked with you have to you have to take possession of one of the Infinity Stones from the Infinity Gauntlet. Now, which one do you choose? Do you go with the power of space, the power of time, the power of soul, whatever that is? The power of mind, the power of reality, of or the power of power. Hmm, tough choice. <laughs> we've been choosing, we've been discussing this all this week. I will reveal my choice, power of time, because then I can rewind time in the morning and I can get extra, an extra half an hour in bed. That would be perfect for me. That's all I want. So I'm going to go with the time stone. I'm going to Doctor Strange it. But I'm just wondering. What's the power stone? The power stone is the power, you get the power of power. <laughs> it's the purple <laughs> one. Wait, Will, you're not allowed to answer yet. We're going to ask you at the end okay. of the episode. You I'll might change your mind. i them all straight in my head before okay. I formulate my answer. Okay. I'm going to research this and read an entire graphic novel before the end of the podcast, so uh, go on. <laughs> okay, talk to you later then. All right, bye. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so uh, quick bit of news this week. There really isn't that much. Um, the, only, the only bit of news I think I've seen is that the Ant-Man and Wasp trailer was released. Did you guys see that? I mean, I've seen a trailer for it. I don't know if I've seen the latest one or not. I, I watched it. It didn't seem new to me whatsoever. It seemed like all the stuff from the first trailer, so oh, I okay. don't know. But I thought well, I'd mention it anyway. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm quite excited to see the film, though, because um, we get, uh, I think, Michelle Pfeiffer as... as uh, um, Janet Van Dyne in it, which is Hope's mum, and that will be cool. Um, and also, you know, we get the introduction of the Wasp, so that's going to be cool. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, there doesn't appear to be any more news, apart from the three billion different clips of Infinity War have been released in the lead-up to the film coming out, which is next week, I think. Uh, that will, That's all there seems to be. Um, yeah, so with that, should we get into the, <laughs> these two episodes? That's literally all the news I could find. Fine. Yeah. News. Not much news. Not many Easter eggs this week, unfortunately. Bit of a bit of a thin week. So this week we are covering episode eleven and twelve of season two of Jessica Jones. Episode eleven is called Three Lives and Counting. Was written by Jack Kenny and Lisa Randolph, and directed by Jennifer Lynch, yeah. daughter of David Lynch. Woo! So exciting. I think when I saw her name on the, because I had no idea she was directing one, when I saw her name on the credits, I did a little dance in my seat. I was very excited. Um, so I didn't not, give it away immediately, but as soon as the Jessica started talking to a tea kettle, I was like, okay, this is weird. And the tea kettle was talking in a fake David Bowie voice. It was like, hey, 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 y'all, I'm David Bowie. <laughs> Uh, the synopsis for that one is shocked by her own actions and haunted by uh, visions of Kilgrave. Jessica worries she's turning into a monster. Trisha's plans for Carl become clear. And episode 12 is called Pray for My Patsy, written by Raoul Tucker and Hilly Hicks Jr., uh, directed by Liz Friedlander. As Jessica, uh, sorry, as, yeah, I can't speak. As Jessica and Dorothy wait anxiously for updates on Trish, a call from Costa brings alarming news. Jerry hatches a plan to get revenge. 
And Brad was hopeful last week that she wouldn't get her revenge. She would just hatch a plan. But I'm sorry, Brad. She does get her revenge on on uh, Tabby's favourite characters. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about that later. So um, I was going to go through uh, Jessica's stuff first, as we always do. Um, I'm probably going to include Alyssa in this as well, because they do kind of tie in. So we'll do Jessica, uh, Trish, Malcolm and Jerry. Sound good? Cool. Okay. So we first of all see Jessica sitting in Dale's house, uh, freaked out after killing Dale. And this is when we start to get the overlapping voiceovers and choppy editing. Um, and then we hear a certain little little voice, a little, certain little voice I hear in my dreams at night, <laughs> in a less creepy way. <laughs> did you guys recognise yeah. immediately? Obviously, it's in the description that he that Kilgrave is in this episode. But did you guys go? <gasps> so yeah, and his name was in the credits. So. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, I didn't even see his name. Yeah. I always oh, skip I the just credits. Was like finally, jeez, I've been waiting all season. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I think yeah, we knew they was going to be there, but then, yeah. And I always like it when they can, like, keep the name out of the opening credits to keep it a surprise. But yeah. I think I read somewhere they have to get special permission to do that, if they're going to do that. I know, it's like, I feel like, put the put the names in the closing credits, you know? Like, just don't yeah, put any think- names in the opening credits at all. I think if you're a big enough star, you have to go in the opening credits or something like that. I can't remember. I read an article about it a long time ago. There's like certain things where, like, there's instances of where actors have kept their names out of the credits for stuff, and it, and it's been like the best choice. Like um, yeah. when um, Seven came out, and uh, Kevin Spacey at that point was only known for uh, Usual Suspects, not known for all the things he's known for nowadays. Um, and he obviously plays the killer in Seven, spoilers, sorry, and he asked for them not to include his name because, obviously, if you see that film and three-quarters of the way through you've only seen Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, you're going to be like, where's Kevin Spacey? Obviously, he's going to turn out to be the killer, and it, it worked amazingly when audiences saw that for the first time. So I kind of wish they could they could do stuff like that, you know? I uh, caught with the uh, first time because I had to get a intro on. Um, you had to do what? I had to uh, skip intro on. Ah, okay. On viewing, so. uh, but then the subtitles um, cleared it up fairly. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, they're like, yes, that is Kilgrave. Hmm. I, uh, what do you yeah. guys think of the way Kilgrave, because it is a Jessica thing, so obviously it's not actually Kilgrave, it is Jessica. How do you think like uh, Kilgrave was used in this episode? Like, were you glad to see him back as not in a flashback, it's as sort of Jessica's, I guess, opposite of a conscience, whatever that is? The little devil on Jessica's shoulder? I, I was, like he was so... Just as oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's so I was creepy. so excited. As soon as that purple light showed up, I was like, yes, jackpot. I, I, you know, it's a crapshoot when you like go, give me uh, whatever episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and the last few episodes I've been like, eh, hey, um, but um, <laughs> just the fact that I got uh, the episode of Kilgrave in it. And uh, it's something we've definitely been missing is the, the conversations between those two. I mean, and when we get it to like one of the better parts of Jessica Jones season one was when Jessica was trying to teach him how to be a hero. He had to kind of mm-hmm. tag along on a case, and mm-hmm. uh, and we get kind of the same thing. Although you know he's you know the devil on his shoulder on, on her shoulder. Yeah, I, I love it. As soon as we heard his voice in this scene, I was 
bouncing up and down in my chair. I was so happy. Um, and he is the one, even though it is Jessica, obviously, that suggests making it look like a suicide. Uh, yeah, and I still am like, that doesn't look like a suicide to me. Because isn't there ways to tell like if someone jumps versus if they were pushed? Yeah. Um, or thrown, I guess. I don't and I know. think they'll be able to tell that like one of the... Because the injury, it was like the side of his head, and I think he more landed on the top of his head, and you'd be able to tell that one of the wounds was post-mortem, I'm guessing, even if it's like only, you know, half an hour later, I would imagine, because of like the way the blood is, you know, I guess the blood from whatever the new wound is on his head isn't going to flow out because, you know, he's already dead. Um, I don't know. I don't know how forensics work, but I would imagine you'd be able to tell. Um so yeah um so jessica immediately goes back to alias and drinks and cries and then she sees this tiny little bit of blood on her jeans so immediately undresses and throws away her outfit but she can't throw away that sterling jacket guys oh she'll never get rid of that jacket especially after we've had a jacket backstory that jacket's here to stay it's the a new uh it's the fifth member of the defenders now I was actually uh, so irritated we had to deal with this, like, long extended scene of Jessica in her underwear. I mean, you know, could oh, we yeah. have done without it? Probably. <laughs> I'm sure so you hated yeah, it. I'm sure you hated it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, how good is... I was like, come on! <laughs> oh, we got, like, semi-naked David Tennant. I was very happy. I was like, yep, yeah, just pan out a bit more, pan out a bit more. Look, I can be sexist about men as well, and you can be sexist about the women, Robin, it's fine. Yes, I have permission. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is when she phones, she gets a call from Elisa, uh, Elisa, uh, Alyssa, sorry, um, who has obviously found out that perhaps uh, something's happened to Dale because he didn't turn up that day, and she's got this new guard, uh, Toussaint, who's super friendly and happy compared to Dale. She's so nice. She's so nice. Which is a bad side, for sure. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you can totally watch this documentary. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Andy. Ireland, with the, even with the previous bad guard, both of them are quite well-rounded, built mm-hmm. people there, beyond plot elements. Yeah, just for, like, a really small character. They're, um, yeah, I really like what they sort of do with these characters. A lot of the side characters... Um, I, I really like I like that Jessica and um, Dale uh, not Jessica and Dale sorry Alyssa and Dale got that point where they were talking and he was sort of saying about his grandfather um, I feel like after that he turned into a bit of a moustache twirling villain but they do try and develop yeah. them as much as they can for the small um, amount of um, screen time they have yeah I was really happy to see like a no-nonsense female correctional officer that is not like I don't know, like almost like a serial killer of <laughs> yeah. like the worst possible prison guard you could possibly have. Of course, this uh, woman that's, you know, her rage gets induced, bad things happen, has to deal with, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was happy to see this, this woman. Yeah. Although it kind of screws up the end. Yeah. This, um, this <laughs> conversation between um, <laughs> mother and daughter is it me or is it really not subtle at all? Because, <laughs> like, immediately after no. finding out that Dale hasn't turned up, Alyssa's like, oh, I need to do a phone call. And then the whole phone call, you know, and obviously it's being recorded because they mention about it. And the whole thing is like, did you go out last night? You you didn't have to do that. Did you clean up? 
I know how to clean up. Yeah. It's like it's it's really not subtle at all. I was like, I feel like you two should be smarter than this. I know Jessica's in shock, um, but I was like, I feel like Jessica, you should be smarter than this. And I'm very creeped out that Alyssa tells her she's proud of her. I was like, ah, that's horrible. I'm so proud of you for killing that guy. Well done. Um, and then this is when we get naked uh, Jessica and Kilgrave. Thank you, show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is when Jessica gets the envelope under the door. It's the only kind of mention of Oscar we get in these episodes. And it's a new passport for Carl. Um and Kilgrave comments on her extortion, forgery, and now murder. And she starts reciting the streets again, which she obviously did from season one. But he's reciting yes. them along with her because, obviously, it is her. So, Oscar, guys. Will and Tammy. Obviously, last week, we were talking about how Oscar, Oscar's going to die before the end of the series. I have to ask you guys now. Do you still think this? It's possible. There's still an episode left. You think he's going to die in the finale? He could, like, if he's trying to help save Jessica or something. He's going to go after Jessica in, uh, in that van, yeah. and uh, and uh, Alyssa's going to take him out. Okay, okay, all right. I don't know. I think if, if he's not? still going to die, it would have happened in one of these episodes. He might be safe for now. You tend to get a lot of stuff happen in the uh, penultimate episode, don't you, to set up the finale, so, yeah. Storyteller in me says no, because uh, what's going to happen to this kid? Well, think, uh, <laughs> he's going to die too. <laughs> according yeah, according to the guys last really week. <laughs> I mean, like, Oscar's kid could just go back to the mother. I still don't understand why she doesn't have custody of him, or at least it seems like maybe they have split custody. <laughs> she tried to kidnap him, Tammy. Yeah, now. Yeah. Now. She but wore that horrible belt. Well, yeah, I know she wore the horrible belt, but. So, it's like, I, I feel like we did not get enough about that at all. Like, we learned Oscar was in prison yeah. for a long time. Was only Why seeing him a, once a month. Kid? Yeah. Like, what did she do? What did Sonia do? Yeah. To, to now have, like, uh, yeah. So he's now got and full it's custody. Not like she doesn't she do. have any custody because she has him at certain points. So yeah. She at least has split custody. I don't know. Yeah, it's very confusing. I guess forgery isn't that bad. It's like, oh, you still have custody of your kids. <laughs> but he does have his grandmother, right? So that we see sometimes. Yeah. Maybe like Sonia couldn't get a job or something. and Yeah, maybe. Because of that, there was like, you know, they decided to put him in. <laughs> because of the belt. <laughs> in all the interviews, they're like, oh, you have to get rid of that belt. And she's like, no, I will not. <laughs> Oh, that would be amazing. So, um, yeah, so Jessica heads out to go to Carl's apartment, uh, or apartment, sorry, hotel room, and um, finds the room empty. And this is when Kilgrove says that she should have killed Carl and um, says that he's basically there to ease her mind and to help her figure out, um, you know, what happened to Carl. And she finds his diary. Uh, and this is when we also get the title of the episode, where he says something like, you're a pro now, three kills, uh, three kills and counting, or three three lives and counting, isn't nice. it? Yeah. So it's uh, uh, Reva, Kilgrave, and now Dale. Yeah. So three deaths. Um, so she goes back to the jail and overhears the guards discussing Dale's apparent suicide and has some time alone with Alyssa. 
um, because Marilyn agrees for 10 minutes. And um, this was quite weird because obviously Alyssa doesn't know about Kilgrave. Well, she knows that Jessica killed this man, but she obviously doesn't know the whole story because she's kind of worried that Dale is going to be haunting Jessica's dreams. And Jessica's kind of like, not him. Someone else is, though. Um, because Alyssa really doesn't know everything that Jessica's been through. Yeah. Um, go on. Where are you guys at with Alyssa? Like, are you guys entertained by this? And do, you, do you enjoy Alyssa? I love her so much more the second time through the show. The first okay. time, but I was binge watching it the first time. And so a lot of it was, I didn't have time to, to let the show kind of settle in, you know, because it was just blitzing through it. And I find that quite often with um, with aspects of shows, like there, there'll be um, storylines or characters that I enjoy much more the second time through. Um, and I don't think it's just through knowing what's to come. I just think it means that I can notice little bits in the performance more. And I I, um, I really like her. I think at some points her, uh, I find her characterization a bit wobbly. But apart from that, I think she's one of the highlights of the show. What do yeah, you think, Robin? Oh, go on, go on, Andy. Sorry. Yeah, I think she's she's uh, Janet McTeer who plays her brings mm-hmm. this whole gracefulness and damage and and strength and she's just really sharp and she's a bit like Jerry in some ways she's tall she's proud she's mm-hmm. got her life um, accomplishments um, um, nine tenths of the time she's not a villain she's earnest mm-hmm. and concerned and just a mm-hmm. really interesting character yeah, yeah I, I'm mixed on her. I mm-hmm. like I I like the character and I understand like from a plot perspective, you know, her choices, but um I just think like I, I'm kinda torn because I have this whole thing and I you know, we've talked about it on the podcast, just that I feel like Carl kind of had her almost like a Stockholm mm-hmm. uh, syndrome situation. And so I feel bad for her in that sense. You know, and obviously she didn't ask to be the way she is, just like Jessica. But at the same time, I find her to be so narcissistic mm-hmm. and that like I can't that part. I just I don't feel bad for her, mm-hmm. and, you know, and so it's just kind of like mixed. It's like I, I don't know if I'm supposed to feel bad for her or I'm not. I, I don't know, because I think if I felt bad for her, then it would make it more interesting, like her and Jessica's interactions. I, I would understand Jessica wanting her mom around more. I don't, I don't think I feel that bad for her. I, I did, one of the things I kind of, I, I not picked up on in this time of watching it, but I thought about was at one point Jessica comments about um, Alyssa and says, my my mother's brain damaged. Um, and yeah. I kind of thought, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that before. Like, as in how much of this is something she can't control obviously obviously it's a different story in this because it, with the whole superpowers thing but if this say was someone with a um a head trauma a that changes yeah. your yeah that changes your personality it's kind of like so i was trying to sort of look at it like that and um and that that made it kind of interesting and i i agree i don't think she's always the most likable character at all i find her more unlikable than likable but like you know yeah. I, I often like a lot of the characters that are interesting to watch yeah. but aren't that likable. Like, I really liked, um, you know, Simpson as well, and I liked Billy and The Punisher and stuff. Um, as long as they're interesting to watch, I don't really mind if they're that likable or not. Um, 
Yeah, nothing against the uh, the character or the actress. Uh, it really is just kind of you get to a point in the season, and, and it might be a product of me watching a bunch in a row, where it was just like, so this is what we're doing. <laughs> you know, like, oh man, you know, the, so and just to watch Jessica have to put up with this episode after episode after episode, it's just like, oh man, can we move on to the next thing, please? And and how disappointing it is that this shadowy IGH that we're rumored about at the uh, end of season one it's just Callum Keith Rennie <laughs> Every, like, all roads lead to Callum Keith, Keith Rennie Robin come on yeah, I know. but it's like you know I've seen oh, X-Files I want to believe I've been here before <laughs> yeah he's you know? awesome I just wanted like a sh- shadowy government thing you know this is not the X-Files Robin dude in his lab. I know but I just wanted more it's just this schlub and the woman that he turned into a monster, and that's what we're doing here. Okay. Um, I was happy that we got uh, some Kilgrave in this episode. I, and next episode is another amazing person that shows up. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy. But, man, I was kind of just disappointed where, the, where this went. <laughs> okay. Um, so, I don't wonder how much oh, of it is Elsa being like, brain damaged, mm-hmm. and how much of it is Elsa being a dick. And having all the worst qualities of Jessica, and in, in terms of her love for Jessica and for Carl, we see we can see a lot of the light side of her. But mm-hmm. yeah, she has a propensity to be a pretty horrible human being mm-hmm. outside of all the murder and stuff that you come to expect. She's pretty horrible when she talks about Brian, like you know, just like we said that he's constantly demonized, and you know, yeah, I mean, she could Jessica's an adult and maybe could do with learning you know that her her dad wasn't perfect that's the problem you know when the the family dies early you just kind of see everything good about them uh, or jessica sees everything good about them but in some of the ways she does it she's quite cruel so yeah she's not a, a good person but i mean how many of the characters in the show are good malcolm he's not though <laughs> no he's, he's not he's not he doesn't take crap I like that that's, you know, it's one of the things that gets brought up in this one. So when, um, so obviously uh, Jessica tells Alyssa that Carl's gone and this is when Alyssa starts getting angry and is blaming Trish and Jessica says, oh, I'm going to fix it. So they're setting up that whole thing of, um, you know, Trish versus, or Alyssa trying to hunt down Trish again. Um, when we go to outside the jail, we have the greatest thing ever, which is David Tennant singing, hey, hey, I want your cray cray. <laughs> I want a full version of this as my ringtone, please. David Tennant, get on that, please, because I love this so much. It's amazing. And um, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not a singer, little Dave, but I oh, it's so good. Um, and that's when uh, Jessica starts yelling at people and um, uh, starts yelling, and these people are like, what the hell? Um, and we, we see a lot, obviously a lot more of that later. Uh, so she goes back to Alias, and uh, Kilgrave's like, "Hey, it's just me and you now, and killing's in your DNA." Um, and she realizes that her laptop has been used. Hey, Malcolm and Trish, hide your shit better. I know we need this for the plot to go ahead, but like, yeah, like Jessica is like we said last week is too smart to not have the location on her pictures that she takes. I think Malcolm and Trish are too smart. I mean, I don't know about Trish because Trish was high. But Malcolm is too smart to not leave this like, hey, by the way, we know where he is. Okay, just leave you a clue. Bye. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm like, everything surrounding this laptop, last episode and this one, I'm like, whatever, this is just to move the plot forward, I guess, because this is so out of character for for both. Yeah, it's very like, oh, I guess we need this for the plot to go forward, okay. Um, If I, as a regular human, you know, would, like, close down a website I didn't want someone to know, I was looking at... Malcolm should do that. It doesn't make any sense that he left it up there. Particularly the websites you go on, Tammy, right? It, well, obviously, hello. <laughs> <laughs> we know all about those. Um, I love Jessica kicking down the door to Malcolm's apartment. Yeah. I, I just love it. I, I want to enter someone's house that way sometime. <laughs> Probably when there's no one in the house, so I can't then get arrested. <laughs> That's how I come home every day. Wow! <laughs> you go through many, many doors, Will. Yeah. <laughs> and every time That's Reese expensive. is like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, and every hear steps coming, he runs. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, find uh, Jessica finds Trisha's sunglasses in Malcolm's bed, and this is when uh, Kilgore is like, "Hey, Trish and Malcolm are together, just like me and you were." And I threw up in my mouth. Oh. Yeah, it's so horrible. Um, And this is when Jessica decides to use Malcolm's laptop, and he hasn't looked at it, because why not? And finds his dating app, Teaser, and uh, works out... I mean, they have passwords on their laptops? (laughs) I I know! I, like, leave my laptop unattended Uh... for, like, three minutes, and it logs me out, you know? (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My laptop is um, unprotected, but I also use incognito windows for certain stuff. (laughs) Will, what are you up to? Surfing the Uh, dark web? websites. (laughs) Yeah, the same websites Tammy's on. (laughs) (laughs) You're both looking for uh, the hot chocolate night at, uh, what was that club called? (laughs) Whiskers? (laughs) Yeah, Whiskers. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and, like, I still don't know how she does this, because Malcolm's in a... Oh, it's so like, crazy. She doesn't know if he's moving, like, he's in a moving car or whatever, but she rings all these people to find out how many... What? How far away yeah. the phone... Like, I, I've never been on a dating app like this, so I don't know how... Like, does it go, oh, you're five metres from this person yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it tells you yeah. where, it tells how far you are from. <sighs> That's weird. I don't like you that. You've been on Grindr, Claire. Yeah, I'm on there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's How little you know me, like, Will. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I I um I, this was crazy to me. You know who your neighbors are, Claire. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I don't like this. Like I mean uh, it's weird enough people hunting down Pokemon and being like, oh, this Pokemon's like three meters away from me. But like, I, I just don't get it. I'm not well, enough of a techie person, I think. When it says somebody's like 200 feet and you look up and you see them like right there, like you're out and about somewhere. Not at home, but like if you're out and about somewhere, like I, I was in Seattle I once. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! You look at home and it's like they're ten feet from you, and you just look up and they're staring at you through your window. Ah. <laughs> but I have seen neighbors like walking down the street, like, "Oh, I've seen that guy on Grinder before." <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> you just give each other like a nod, like, hey. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of looked at each other, but didn't like acknowledge that we recognized each other. But I knew that if we both did it. <laughs> <laughs> Hail Hydra. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so she finds out the Malcolm is five blocks away. Um, next time we see Jessica is, I think, when Jessica finds Malcolm um and calls trish um because trish is getting in the car but trish gets in anyway and drives off and jessica can't catch up with her and so jessica and malcolm <laughs> oh if she was the wizard it depends how scared she was because <laughs> remember his is a fear-based superpower <laughs> oh i bet emil the mongoose could catch up those boots are pretty hard to run in, I'm sure. <laughs> those boots have probably got nothing left on them after she stopped a bus wearing those boots last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's really pissed off at Malcolm and uh, it's kept, keeps trying to send him away. Um, and then Malcolm's like, hey, I remember Carl's shopping bag. It had a little leaf on it. <laughs> um, which, when, when they found the leaf on the thing, it looked to me like the leaf out of Animal Crossing. I don't know if you guys thought that. That's what I thought. <laughs> like a little Animal Crossing shop. Uh, and Kilgrave is criticising Malcolm to Jessica and saying that Trish is a shit friend. And then we get two Kilgraves. Oh, so awesome. Kilgrave sandwich. And he tells Jessica to punish Trish. Um, All over the place. I love it. The only oh, time I great. was mad at Kilgrave was when he was criticising Malcolm. So I was like, shut up. <laughs> 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 But Mal- it, it, I mean, later on, what Jessica says to Malcolm is true. Like he, he helps everyone because he can't help. I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. Doesn't mean he's a bad person. Steal my quote. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I like that when they go in the veterinarian, um, and this was when T- uh, Jessica was channeling Tammy because she sees a cat on the counter and pulls her face at it. <laughs> she just kind of goes, "Oh, a cat!" And I was like, "Yeah, that's what Tammy would do." Whereas I would pick it up and in my arms and go, I love you and I shall name you Fluffy and you will be mine forever. Um, what do you guys think of the uh, gothy vet woman? Because she pretty much is going to die in this cage, right? They just leave her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of a dick move. I was like, why? Why? Why did they do that? <laughs> just let her go. Yeah. They, she was annoying, so. They find her the, uh, the next week and she's been eaten to death by an Alsatian. That was in that cage. Because <laughs> there's no one there to... And all the animals are dead because there's no one there to feed them. It's all because of Jessica. Overdosed on kibbles and bits. Oh, and um, we find out some of the drugs that they took. And so he took an anesthetic, but he also took feline distemper vaccine. That's what gives you yeah. superpowers? What? Yup. I'm going to try this. Apparently. Oh, cat. See, cats have superpowers. I'm looking after my cat next week. I'm going to try and get hold of some of the, this and... Uh, inject it and see what superpowers I get. I'm sure it'll go well. I wonder what Trish has in common with cats. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, hmm. Interesting. Um. (laughs) uh, Sorry. So, uh, next time we see Jessica is when, um, Jessica's telling Malcolm that Trish wants to be just like her. And, um, Jessica leaves and Jessica's kind of frantically, uh, Jessica kind of wanders off, but she's kind of frantically wandering at this point, because this is when we get all the multiple kill graves, and they're everywhere, and I was like, oh, it's like my dream, multiple <laughs> David Tennant. <laughs> um, 
and Kilgrave is saying, uh, you know, Jessica is the villain and now Trish can be the hero opposite her. So do you, do you guys think this is what's going to happen in future episodes or do you think Trish is dead at the end of this episode? No, Trish gets powers, I think. See, I wonder if that's what they're going to, you know, long term, that's kind of what they're setting up is Trish versus Jessica. I mean, yeah, I guess. No. Well, I don't want to see that, which means it'll probably happen. <laughs> <laughs> they're listening to you I mean, and they're like, Will doesn't want to see that. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I would think, like, if they did Trish versus Jessica, I mean, I'd hate for them to, like, go through the whole uh, drug thing for, like, another season. But it seems like that would be the, you know, the point where they'd end up fighting would be when, you know, one of them is not exactly with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe 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 if it happens, maybe Jessica will be the one that's not not with it, you know. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. Um, I don't know. I I would quite like them to set up them as I don't know as fighting. I don't, I don't know. It would just it would be kind of cool. It would be kind of like um, you know Captain America versus Iron Man in Civil War, like. Mm-hmm friends and there's such a history there you know i know but there's such a history there that it always makes it more interesting i think when there's a history between um characters that are in conflict than if it's just someone who's like hey uh you want to fight (laughs) whatever (laughs) you're just someone for a season that's why you know they've had these two antagonists or they you know often the antagonist has a uh a history with the main character. Um, we'll talk more about that next week because um, I have many notes on that. So this is when uh, Jessica runs in and finds um, uh, Trish. Oh, well, first of all, she pins that guy against the, the wall with his by his neck, which is intense. Um, so Jessica finds Trish and um, tells him to stop and uh, Trish starts to have a seizure and uh, this is when Kilgrave's sort of egging Jessica on to kill uh, Carl. And it's so creepy when Jessica starts to repeat what he's saying. Because yeah. before she's like arguing against everything he's saying and then she just starts to repeat it. Like, you yeah. have to be stopped. Oh, it was horrible. Um, but obviously Jessica can't do it and goes to take Trish out of there. And then Carl says, oh, yeah, you're right. I am rubbish. Uh, and he blows himself up. I was good with that. <laughs> I thought you would be all happy, Tommy. Uh, well. All the blood oozing down Trisha's. Oh, it's so horrible. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Yeah. I counted. Um, I think there's at least 72 needles going in her back. I counted. Oh. Yeah. Because I was like, ah! <laughs> so horrible. One hell of a tramp stamp. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- She'll regret that. She'll she will. That later. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, so, bye bye, Carl. <laughs> so, do we think Carl's dead? Oh, sorry, go on, go on. Oh, um, I, th- I think it works really well that uh, Kilgrave's the one that uh, he's, he's really he is um, he sort of outs himself as uh, the only real villain on the board. I mean, a, a lot of the other every other character. Mm-hmm. You, you can definitely weigh in and sympathy with, whereas this hallucination, which I'm calling the tenant cult of the <laughs> octopus, um, awesome. okay. is is just in such stark contrast for every other character. Yeah. But I felt Carl's suicide was it was really 
it really stuck out as a sort of a hack move. It's it very rushed. Like a complete swing. It mm. goes from quite self-assured to anti-self. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, it could have done with an edit. I was almost expecting that we were going to find they were uh, they were going to see on the TV later that nobody was found or they believed that he was in there, but they never found a body. And this was going to be a way of Carl faking his death so he could kind of get Jessica off his back and get Trish off his back from hunting down. And then he was going to go after uh, Alyssa to try and get her out himself, because that seems like much more of an, uh, a thing that he would do. You know? Yeah. I almost felt like the writers were like, you're, you're okay with this, Robin? This is kind of like a quick change of things. And I was just like, it's good. Just die. Go. <laughs> it's, it's not, I wrote in my notes, I wrote in my notes, hey, Carl, this isn't very groovy, man, because he's like such a hippie. <laughs> Um, so we cut to uh, Jessica uh, watching Trish in intensive care um, and this is when she has the big argument with Malcolm I guess we can talk about now Um, so she says that he only helps others because he can't help himself and tells him to go far away and she fires him once again but he says you can't find me I quit we've all done that right (laughs) yeah <laughs> what do you think Malcolm's going to do now then? Why would he do that? Why would he work for Chang? Oh, but Chang's the worst. Bill <laughs> Britta's the worst. <laughs> oh, Griffin. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I thought with Malcolm versus Jessica, there, it it seemed very much to me like she's projecting being a total asshole. And I like the naked honesty of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think she's projecting to an extent, but I think she's right about Malcolm. You know, he doesn't help himself. He run he does run away from stuff. Like he didn't want to go back to his university, and I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? I've just been thinking like he's a good guy. He just and uh, he tried resisting Trish before, but uh, I mean, you know, it's Trish, so he kind of got himself <laughs> back into it again. And uh, the stupid doofus got clocked over the back of the head as a result. So uh, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't quite understand why um, you guys think he's like a, a bad character or a bad person. I don't think he's a bad uh, person. I think he's well, I know, deeply flawed, like all the other characters are. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean they're bad. I don't think there's any like good or bad people. I think. Well, I think Carl's a bad guy. Um, <laughs> I think Cheng's a prick, but apart from that, um, <laughs> I can't really think of any ones that are good and bad. Even Alyssa, I don't think, is a bad person necessarily. I think there's a lot of things that have contributed towards the way she is, mm-hmm. which is kind of tragic, yeah. but, I, I, you know, she, she is a mass murderer as well. I just think, like, if Malcolm really doesn't think that he was helping Trish, not realising that she was doing things because she has this addiction issue mm-hmm. and she was trying to like she, he almost purposely put blinders on yeah because it was trish mm-hmm. and and when jessica calls him out on it he just gets defensive and yells at her like it's her doing and it's not it had nothing to do with her mm-hmm. that was all on him 
what's happened to Trish is on him. Yeah. He went along with it. He helped because he didn't want to face the fact that he was with some, he knew he was with somebody that had an addiction problem and was in the depths of her addiction right now. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, it has to do with like, I, I kind of thought early on that they were playing to this, like maybe he switched to potentially having a sex addiction, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure um, if that's what they did until Jessica called it out this episode. I was like, okay, that is what they did. Yeah. And so like, I, I think he also does things to kind of cover up what he's doing himself. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, so I don't feel bad for him at all. <laughs> Well, he says about keeping busy, and he's, I mean, at least he's self-aware enough to know that he has to always be busy because he is an addict, but I do think he's, no, yeah, he's, he's like swapped he's one addiction for another. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's swapped one addiction for another. Um, so Jessica uh, goes back to sit in Trisha's room, and then uh, Kilgrave talks to her and says that Jessica will kill again. Um, but she says she's not a killer, she's... Not Kilgrave or Alyssa, she can control herself. Um, a nice moment of literal self-reflection. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I really mm-hmm. like the scene, though. It's <laughs> so great. Like, wow, she is looking at herself and like, okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> but it's true, she did. She could control herself. She she snapped herself out of killing Carl, and like later, Alyssa says that it's um, it's Jessica that snapped her out of killing Trish. But Jessica can get can snap, you know, and that's great. But Jessica can do that for herself. That's the difference. Jessica is stronger. That was kind of a, a ding against the episode. I have to say is that when when I re- when I, you know realize what you're watching, it's like oh, it, we're gonna go through the uh, Jessica thinks she's gonna be just like her mother, even though she's definitely not like this mass murderer. You know, she she killed a couple people, and it was mostly she's killed three people. Control. Yeah, so. Uh, you know, not she didn't like she didn't mangle people <laughs> in an alleyway or anything mm-hmm. like that. I, yeah, I was like, Jess, come on, you know better. <laughs> but of course, she was going through some stuff. So, and the last scene obviously is the one with Alyssa, which we can cover now. Where Alyssa's watching the TV and she hears about Carl and she loses it. And we say goodbye to nice Marion, the guard. She and <laughs> well, ine- her into the wall. I know. Don't approach her. She's obviously upset. And then she's and she's like, "Inmate, inmate, come on!" You know, like obviously she's going through some sort of like emotional trouble. You've emotionally connected with this woman and talked about kids and stuff like that. You can be like, Alyssa, are, are you okay, or Miss Jones, or whatever. Not like, "Inmate, you need to get up and blah blah blah." It's like, what happened to Marion? She all of a sudden turned into a jerk. Maybe. Well, I guess they one. have to answer. They have to keep a certain distance, like emotional distance, and. If, if she's saying to do something and the prisoner isn't doing it, then, yeah, that is bad because she can be nice, but the prisoner only has so many rights, I guess. They have to be somewhat, I don't know, heavy-handed with the prisoners. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they are being, they're being punished, but it's mm. almost like, you know, are you going to escalate the situation? You know she has a rage problem. Just let her cry it out. She's not hurting anything. <laughs> she might not know too much. I mean, I guess she would have been told that she's got, like, a, a rage problem, but she's obviously only been there for, like, a, a day, I guess, hasn't she? Yeah. Um, so might not know, you know, hasn't seen it kind of firsthand like um, some of the other guards would have. I don't know. But I guess that's the last we see of, of her. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear. So in the next episode, sure. um, Jessica's talking with Dorothy. Um, about Trish 
And Jessica wants Dorothy to go ahead and blame her for Trisha's obsession, which I think is Jessica projecting. Um, but D- Dorothy won't um, because Trish being near death gives her perspective, which I thought was surprising for Dorothy. And then when she went back on it later, I was like, oh, yeah, that's more like normal Dorothy. Yeah, the Angus is really good character writing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's genuine emotional intelligence coming out of her, which, yeah, is a rarity. Yeah, it's it's... It makes it certainly adds some depth to to Dorothy when we see moments where she is like genuinely tender about Trish, and she's not just this kind of monstrous stage mum. But then obviously later she can't help herself; she still sells the story to the papers because it's Dorothy. Yeah, that's what she does. Um, and Tembi knows what to say. Oh, I love Tembi so much. So awesome. She needs to be like. The- the new, uh, the new Turk and Sharp in all the shows, all of them. I thought it was so sad that she still calls her Patsy. <laughs> like, oh, you know, oh, it's terrible. Just it's call her by her, the name she wants to be called. Like, don't don't make her into your little child again, you know, or your little star. But Patsy's again. also her brand, like she says later. Yeah. You know, it's the brand. It's uh, it's but not just it's her name. Hanging out in their bedroom or in her uh, hospital room, mm. she doesn't need to call her by her brand name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tammy, what's your brand name? Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Look, I still have to have that Infinity Stone question answered at the end. I can't think of too much of. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I only got so much. Yeah. yeah I don't, don't ask uh, me any deep questions. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so Jessica gets a call from Costa who says they need to talk and um, uh, next time we see her she's talking to, to him and Sunday about Alyssa's escape um, and Sunday says that whoever Alyssa kills next that's on Jessica um, and then Jessica goes hey there might be some info in Carl's journal this says he she has an obsess- obsessive fixation on a singular object or person hey she might go after Trish it was like yeah it was very like this sentence happens to to tell me exactly what will help me. Thanks. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't quite, quite sure. I mean, can you explain to me again why she had to? She uh, automatically assumes that she's going after Trish. Like, what what did Trish do that was so? Because bad Trish that... is the one that started the whole thing because Trish was investigating IGH, and by investigating IGH, she was getting closer to. Uh, Carl and Alyssa being discovered, which would put them in jeopardy. And so that's why um, uh, initially Alyssa was going after Trish. But now um, Alyssa blames Trish for Carl's death because Trish is the one that started the whole investigation in the first place. She also, well, she also blames her because the news kind of made her yeah. like, oh. And that they were linked, yeah, yeah like it was almost yeah. her that did it. Yeah. And then because she... Maybe jealousy because of her relation. Yeah, because she is the new family, I guess, that replaced, um, you know, Alyssa, Brian and Philip for Trish, uh, for Jessica. And Jessica at one point says that Trish is the most important person in her life. That must hurt Alyssa. Um, and also she's she's in a dissociative state at that point. So she's just completely focused on uh, on Trish. Like, And she sees all these posters. I love that the guy offers her like a non-torn poster in the van he's like hey i've got a non-torn one in the van do you want one 
Yeah, I was um, wondering, like, man, that'd be cool walking around Times Square and look at something. You know, they have these big advertisements and a guy taking them out, like, hey, you want one? Did you sell them on oh, eBay? You know? <laughs> can you imagine if you were walking in Times Square and they were filming this scene and there was those posters <laughs> up? I'd be like, oh, please, can I have a Trish Talk oh, poster? Yes. Oh, it'd be such a cool, like, Jessica Jones, like, bit of memorabilia. Um, so, uh, uh, Alyssa heads to um, the radio show and attacks this woman, sees this blonde woman and breaks in, but it's obviously not Trish. And um, so Jessica obviously uh, knows that Alyssa's going to go after Trish, so she grabs some syringes from the box and heads out. Um, a poor radio station guy. I thought that blonde yeah. woman was a goner. <laughs> I know, right? The poor producer as well, the one who we said last week looks like Kate Micucci or who was the other person <laughs> you said, you guys? Maya Rudolph, we couldn't decide oh, yeah. who she looked like. She's probably like, oh, like, I'm having a bad week. Um, <laughs> and Alyssa sits in the hotel room um, with Carl's T-shirt and cries. And this is when she sees the TV report that Trish is in hospital. And so she smashes the mirror. Um, and Dorothy's also talking smack about Carl, which must piss her off as well. And that's when we get the episode title, Please Pray for My Patsy. So Alyssa leaves and steals this mobile home from this... Gu- what is this guy doing? Is he playing a game? Is he? Is that what he's doing? Yeah, I was wondering if it was Pokemon Go. And it, doesn't he say, like, to someone when he gets out of the the mobile home, he's like, uh, oh, just wait there a second? Because when she drives off with it, I was like, is there someone in there? Like, did she just <laughs> kidnap someone as well? I couldn't... Again, I don't get technology. I couldn't work out what he was doing. I love the bumper sticker. RV there yet? RV oh, there yet? Yeah. <laughs> I knew you would like that, Robin. It just kind of stuck out to me. Because it, it's <laughs> oh, a yeah, pun. One of my notes. It's just there. It was RV there. Yeah, we get it at the end of the episode as well, don't we? Uh, so Jessica Costa and Sunday are in the car, and um, they hear about this incident report at the radio station. Jessica says that she can talk Alyssa down. They get caught in traffic, so Jessica kicks the door out and runs away. <laughs> Jessica's all about kicking doors down in this oh, episode. Yeah. Like, all yeah, the that's doors. how I get out of cars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're like the Kool-Aid man, Will. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we see Jessica next, she is has arrived at the hospital. Just as Alyssa's climbing through the... Trish's window, like the oh, creepiest so Santa Claus ever, I guess. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> um, and uh, Jessica's armed with a syringe. They have a big fight, and Alyssa tries to choke Trish, and Trish flatlines. Um, and Jessica begs Alyssa not to take her family. I was like, oh! that made me a bit kind of, I don't know, choked up. She tries to choke Trish with Jessica's arm. Yeah, it's insane. That was crazy. <laughs> I think my favorite shot here, though, was the, the shot of how it was focused on Trish and Jessica's, like, talking to us out of focus, you know, mm-hmm. seeing things from Melissa's point of view. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. There's some really cool um, um, shots in this this episode, in particular the second one, I think. Um, Alyssa comes out of her disassociative stage. Costa and Sunday burst in. Jessica tells them to back off. But Alyssa grabs Sunday. Sunday tells Costa to take the shot, but doesn't need to (laughs) because Alyssa just steps backwards out of the window and we get a Sunday splat. I will take out another Sunday bloody Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) 
She's like, this is my second black woman in 24 hours that I've killed. Awesome. Yeah, and I would say this this show got some criticism. Um, The showrunners said they, you know, it wasn't intended, but apparently, like, some people were criticizing the show saying, oh, like... Um, all the women of colour either have really minor roles or um, or are killed. It's not a very diverse show. And I was thinking, I think it is a diverse show in terms of the actors in it. It just happens that this character gets killed, you know? I don't feel like it was any... I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? I thought it was odd. That's why I made a note of it. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. It didn't even occur to me that way. But I, mean, I don't think it was intentional... Yeah, because there was yeah. in the article as well. They were sort of arguing, going, "Oh yeah, and the only other like black woman is um, is the prostitute, you know, that goes around Jerry's." But like, there's Tembi, there's you know, there's other characters as well. It's just there's no major characters in this particular show. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't yeah, think I, at all that it was. I didn't notice it really. No, I. 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 I, I, did, I don't know. I saw the master characters. I guess. Yeah. And I yeah. guess Sunday. Well, I didn't know, but I felt like Sunday was going to get herself killed, too. I would have been sad if Costa died. Yeah. 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 I would have been sad about Costa, but I wasn't sad about Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we and we got to know Costa a bit more. We didn't really get to know Sunday. Um, so Jessica tries to visit, visit Trish, but Dorothy won't let her because she blames Jessica now. <laughs> now she blames Jessica. Um, says, like, mother-like daughter. Uh, Costa sends Dorothy away, and then he and Jessica visit Trish, who is in the morgue, um, because she can't be, obviously, in a ward. And uh, Costa says he needs Jessica to go to the police willingly for a statement, and if she doesn't go um, willingly, then she'll be dragged there. The police are going to shoot to kill Alyssa. And Costa's explaining this to her. He's obviously upset about his partner dying, but he's still pretty reasonable and calm, isn't he? He's just kind of, like, you know, doing his job. Um and we see favourite character of the season, Maury, in the morgue, having a moan because they're taking over his <laughs> morgue. I love the return of him, of Maury. I was like, oh, I love him so much. He's such a great little side character. Uh, did you guys recognise him from earlier in the season? Yeah, I like him too. He's great. I love him. Uh, so then... Um, yeah, I just rewatched season one before this, so I was like, oh yeah, Maury! Yay, Maury's awesome. Uh, then we get the scene with Jessica and Trish in the bed talking. And we can talk about Trish's side of this as well, I guess, because I think this scene was really interesting where Trish is like really laying into Jessica, like saying you're an arsehole. You don't use your powers for anything to help people. You waste them. This was my one chance to get powers. It's kind of like Jessica does help people. I mean, she doesn't, you know, go and join the Avengers and stuff, but um I mean, you know, she does, she does her part. I thought it was a she bit unfair a of Trish, agency, like, <laughs> which is all about helping people. Obviously, yeah, exactly. She's not like making bagels, you know. Like, no offense to bagel makers, but you know, not really <laughs> cast to save people. Or well, now we've lost all our bagel making uh, listeners, Robin. So thanks for that. <laughs> Sorry, bagel makers. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I thought Trish was a bit harsh in this, but she does tell Jessica that Alyssa's going to have to be killed because that's the only way to stop her which makes sense yes um and trish wouldn't hesitate if it was her um jessica's escorted by the police but manages to escape via the toilet window and maury's still uh maury's still having a moan because he's removing all the bodies so trish can have the morgue to herself 
And Jessica hides in a body bag in the van. And I was like, oh, please don't let there be a body in that body bag, because that's so gross. Yeah, Miss Resnick. I, she got in that body bag so quick. Yeah. So quick. Oh. So first she gets through this tiny little bathroom window, which is the color of 60 smokers. <laughs> and then she, she slithers into this body bag. It's, is she like, how small is she? Is she Jessica in my pocket? <laughs> She's got uh, stretchy hi, powers as hi. well. It's a new power of hers. <laughs> this it didn't pay it didn't pay off how, how I wanted it to though because I was I loved seeing how stressed Mori was and I was really hoping that he was going to be the one driving the van when she popped out of the body van. <laughs> <laughs> Mori doesn't drive the van because he he works at the morgue to get away from people. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his little little guy to drive the van for him. Yeah. I, I hope Maury comes back as well. I love him. He's great. He's so entertaining. Maury versus Thanos. Yes. Takes Thanos down and then goes to a nice restaurant to celebrate. <laughs> no, that's his uh, way of getting be- get, get, getting his vengeance on Thanos is he takes him to like a really te- like a terrible greasy spoon. <laughs> or hey, Avengers Infinity War ends and Maury and all the Avengers are sitting in another shawarma restaurant. And it's on Maury's, like, recommendation, because he knows his food, but it's like a really fancy one. There we go. Tony Stark gives Maury a thumbs up. Oh, Yeah, that's how it will end. Um, so uh, Jessica jumps out of the body bag and tells the man to drive. Um, they go to Trish's apartment, and Jessica finds the bag of Simpsons stuff um, from the start of the season that Trish has been hiding. Like a do the Bartman shirt. It's a... Uh, yeah, all the Long. Simpsons stuff. Yeah, yeah, and other things from the Simpsons. I don't know what. <laughs> Simpsons knowledge is like my knowledge of uh, Grinder, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Alyssa arrives bleeding at Trisha's apartment, looking for Jessica. Jessica holds a gun on her. Alyssa apologizes and says that um, uh, and says that. Uh, Killing uh, killing her is not the only option um, because Jessica brought Alyssa back from killing Trish and she could probably do it again. Uh, Jessica says um, Alyssa needs to voluntarily go to the raft or one of them will die. And Alyssa says, well, go ahead because I've got nothing to live for without you anyway. Jessica can't pull the trigger, so Alyssa knocks her out. And then in the last scene, Jessica, I wrote in my notes, Jessica wakes up, or, or Jessica is passed out in the movie Lost Highway, because we just get the oh, shots of the road. <laughs> it's very David Lynch. Um, that I've that shot seen. should have been Je- Jennifer Lynch's shot. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Oh, so the scene, it was where they're going down the highway, and then the scene lasted longer than it really needed to. So I'm like, yeah. this is a lot like David Lynch. Yeah, exactly. And they're playing Sunny, which I love, because I love that song. And uh, yeah, they're She's driving like, up why to. Why am I? Why do I look like Balthazar Getty all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna play some crazy saxophone. Oh, it'd be amazing. Uh, I love Lost Highway so much. I really need to watch that film again. Um, and yeah, and that's the end of uh, of Jessica's part of the episode. So they're driving off to who knows where. So what's Jessica gonna do? Like, what's gonna happen with Jessica and Alyssa next episode? You think? I don't know. They're going to go back and forth and argue a bit. Jessica's going to feel torn. And then eventually Jessica's mom's going to end up killing herself somehow, uh, letting Jessica off the hook and realizing that there's, that she, she can't control herself. And, uh, and then it'll end. You think she's going to kill herself? Okay. Uh, I hope so. I mean, 
because I don't want Jessica to have to do it. Sorry, that's what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> what about okay. you, Will and, Will and Andy? Uh, Will. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it'll be a lot of them talking, and then I don't think Jessica or Alyssa will kill us. I think somebody else will. Maybe Costa. Oh, okay. Maybe somebody will come rescue her, Costa or Malcolm. Well, not Malcolm. Um, somebody. The baker. The baker will. <laughs> or maybe Jerry. that's how. Maybe that's how Oscar <laughs> dies. Oscar comes to like save her, and then Alyssa ends up killing Oscar, and then she realizes she can't stop herself. That's the second boyfriend of Jessica she's killed. Yeah, she just. Jessica can never date again if, if Alyssa's around. <laughs> this is why she needs to date Luke, because Luke is unbreakable. And yeah. Alyssa would not be able to kill him. I'm telling you. This is it. This and is why they are be, OTP. I know there'll be car-based carnage. I'm, I'm hoping Alyssa throws a car. <laughs> oh, that would be highway. awesome. Maybe it'll go from Lost Highway right through into the city and launch in Oscar's window. <laughs> Oh, that would be a really long way of... And he'd never see it coming. He'd just be taken out by a car through his window. Maybe they'll do a, a Velma and Louise and they'll go to the Grand Canyon, but unless they'll get out and throw the car across the Grand Canyon and Jessica will <laughs> unsafe. Yeah, that would also be cool. Um, we realise well, that Kilgrave's been videotaping everything and smirking. <laughs> how can you videotape? He's in Jessica's mind. The soul stone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, what's a soul? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to them explaining about all that in the Avengers at some point. Uh, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about Jerry next because we get the return of um, uh, Tammy's two favorite characters in this uh, storyline. Um, the first time we see Jerry is when she's obviously trying to hunt down her items in the yeah. pawn shops. And then she finds out that there is some in uh, this certain pawn shop. What was it called again? Like Frankie's fabulous yeah, 24-hour yeah. pawn shop or something. <laughs> I, it's, I call it the New York Philharmonic pawn shop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I did that write it down. high-class pawn shop. It's really I've fancy. Yeah. I have to, those places exist. Uh, in, in Hell's Kitchen, apparently they do. <laughs> they're selling all the fancy stuff it would have been awesome if there was like an easter egg in that pawn shop and um like an easter egg to like spider-man homecoming and there was like some um like chitari tech or something in the pawn shop that they were selling off you know like from the incident like why didn't they do that that would have been awesome just to like tie everything in with the movies oh get me on your staff marvel i'll make all this happen I can't find the name of it. I did write it down, but I've lost it, apparently. Um, so, uh, oh, it's Frankie's famous 24-hour pawn shop. Uh, and they have her book in there. Um, the most overpriced bag ever. What was it, like $20,000 or something? $30,000? I'm guessing this person that um, Jerry goes to talk to is Frankie. He must have a, he must have a lot of money if he can... Buy an you know, expensive bag like that. Yeah. That must be really good business. But Frankie is kind of awesome, I think. Yeah, I really like Frankie. <laughs> Frankie. Yeah, and um, Frankie's kind of, you know, not taking any crap and is basically like, you know, if I uh, give you info on Shane, then I'll lose most of my business. 
Um, I did feel a bit bad for Jerry that like Shane's been going around talking about how they duped this lawyer and stuff. I know Brad doesn't feel yeah. anything for Jerry, but I did feel something then. Uh, until she's a total monster later <laughs> in the episode. Um, I like as well the nod we get to Wendy in this scene where Jerry gives Frankie the watch and inside it says, All oh, My yeah. Love, W. I thought that was quite cool. It's w. I've yeah. forgotten what her name was. Wendy. She was, uh, Wendy, yeah, Calamity Jane from Deadwood. Yeah, she's just Robin to me. I just think of her as Robin. <laughs> <laughs> um so then uh, we get the best scene ever where Jerry yes. is under a bridge and then a Porsche turns up and we're like, who could this fancy fella be driving this Porsche? <laughs> oh, it's Turk. Yeah, he's doing well for himself. Oh, I was worried we wasn't we weren't going to get an appearance from Turk. I was so glad we did. <laughs> it's a shame it's not more like Omar Little. <laughs> is he? Is this the one where he said he was, when you told him, like, you liked seeing him on there, that he was surprised because he thought his scene got cut? Yeah, he didn't know his scene was in it. He um, had had thought it might have been cut. Um, So he was really pleased when I told him that he was in it. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go and watch the episode. Um, But I knew he'd filmed something for it because he had said before Jessica Jones season two had come out, he was like, oh, you'll see more of Turk soon. And... I had guessed that that was in Jessica Jones season two because that was the next show coming out. Um, but Does yeah, I. He gets, oh, go on, sorry. Sorry, does mean he gets residuals if he's in the episode? So maybe that's why he was happy. I'm kidding. <laughs> he's he's a working actor. I'm sure he's pleased at that. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I I wish he was in the episode more because I always like seeing a bit more of Turk and he's such a popular character. You know, like all the fans love Turk. And, like, Rob Morgan is popping up everywhere on Netflix now, you know? Yeah. So hopefully we get some more of him in, in uh, other seasons coming up. Hey, uh, what the hell is a Koya? Oh, <laughs> uh, no clue. <laughs> Me either. I'm not fancy enough to know what a Koya is. I'm guessing it's some kind of cotton because she says about the thread count or silk or something. I don't know. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not fancy. I don't, I don't know. I sleep on a bed of newspaper. <laughs> uh, so uh, Jerry is given this gun And in turn she will owe uh, Turk a favour in the future um, So she drives uh, to uh, Tammy's favourite character, Inez Tammy, talk, you can talk us through this scene Were you I... so happy to see Inez again? You like jumped up and kissed the screen? No, but I knew I would see her, because I'm like, well, Jerry's going to find them, so, you know, and then obviously she did. Uh, I think Jerry's super smart by never touching the gun, never, you know, just passing it along to um, Inez and having her kill Shane. Mm-hmm. And she, and Inez was, like, shockingly easy to manipulate. Yeah. 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 Really like, easy to manipulate. Yeah. <laughs> She Hopefully didn't even no. have to like show her the letters or anything. She just like said, "Oh, those papers back there," which obviously had nothing. <laughs> there was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Uh. Marina says that she was sending Shane money in prison, so I guess she yeah. thinks it would make sense that other people were as well. But yeah, I mean, yeah. she's really easy to manipulate. Yeah. And so, it seems that she did have genuine feelings for Jerry as well, because she says, you know, she felt something for Jerry, but she's in love with Shane. Go on, go on, so Robin. Waiting, well, being a 1600 fan, 
<clears throat> waiting for Jerry to go through a drive-through, <laughs> you know, because she's got the same the same thing as Nate did. So, oh yeah, uh, just waiting for that. <laughs> she doesn't know. She doesn't have the same thing that Nate did because Nate had a. It was like a brain aneurysm thing. Jerry's oh, no, because Jerry's got a uh, Jerry's got a, de- a degenerative disease, whereas Nate had like a a thing in his brain that could go at any time. Right, like he could have a stroke the at any time. Same thing, maybe. No, I Jerry's is degenerative. Mixed up. Yeah. Never mind. Robin, you need to go back head. and listen to all of uh, re-listen to all of Fisher Cast immediately. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so nobody um, saw Jerry's car or her. You know. Do you think Inez is going to get um, arrested or Inez is going to... I know it sounds grim, kill herself. I know what Tammy wants to happen, but... <laughs> yes, I, I don't know. Maybe like the season okay. of suicide. I'd be okay with that. Seriously. Um, so that's now, what, two people that Jerry slept with that have been made to murder because of Jerry? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of crazy. Um, I My favourite bit is that when... Um, uh, she's sitting there and Inez and Shane are arguing and she yawns. I was like, oh, that's heartless. Because she's yeah. just waiting for her to kill him. I mean, this is this is really heartless. This is like another level Jerry being a a monster. Yeah, because only, I mean, it, it's just crazy. It's like, you know, I think for most people, like they would be this level of angry because their stuff was taken not mm-hmm. necessarily because they, as a person, got taken. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, but she just has it in for revenge. It's like strictly just revenge for, for the fact that they lied to her. Because she's right. She could replace everything she has and not mm-hmm. even blink an eye. It's just. She, she says that revenge. she let Inez in and she never trusts people, you know. And, and it's like, but that's on you. That has nothing yeah. to do with her. Even though I don't like Inez. And she's terrible. <laughs> I was like, Tammy just said a good word, word about Inez. <gasps> no, no, uh, I take it back. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen with this storyline next week, if if anything? I hope she doesn't die, because I like Carrie Ann Moss. I wish she was more integral to the actual show. I mean, <laughs> she was doing things in the show that well, were Rob- part of Jessica and her storyline. Yeah. Well, Robin, we were like, this is the Marvel Universe. She has a whole host of people that really could help her. Yeah. <laughs> like, she got to hang out with Strange. With G. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Strange. <laughs> she could change doctors. She could afford him. And uh, Danny. I mean, Sherry works for Danny, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, I think, Sue, um, they never resolved the whole thing with her and her um, law firm, so maybe they'll get back to that. Oh yeah, because we haven't. Uh, yeah, we haven't um, had it come out publicly about uh, about chocolate night, chocolate <laughs> night, or chocolate, or whatever it's called, <laughs> chocolate bar. <laughs> you talk them into killing each other. Think about Ooh. five minutes. So. Yeah. I really can't call this one because it's got that thing that we saw with um, uh, Punisher and Karen Page and Daredevil too. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's such a segmented narrative piece mm-hmm. out of this 13-hour movie, it could have, it doesn't seem to connect, to go, come back into any other part of the main narrative. And I think yeah. it works here for me largely because of the casting and the writing. Carrie Ann Moss is brilliant. Jerry's such a strong character, but um, it's been so divorced from the main story for well, half a season now. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've no idea where it's going. I hope it comes back into the narrative somehow. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the finale was just Jessica and her mother because her mother and her were talking about going to a country where you couldn't be extradited from. Somehow she Uruguay. Just Uruguay. But somehow she gets her down there. Uruguay. Yeah, Uruguay. I was like, what? Yeah, weird pronunciation. Sorry, no, but... Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see any of our side characters because they're all at a, you know, at a point where. They're all kind of cliffhangery, and you know what's happen- What's going to happen next? Um, and you could leave that till next season. Um, but well, I'm, I'm going to tell you now. I need to warn Tammy so Tammy can have a, quite a bit to drink before next episode. <laughs> but the whole of the last episode is Inez's trial. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> she whines a lot. There. She whines a lot. Foggy's there. Um, yes. Inez whines a lot. She blames everyone else. Uh, Tammy, you're going to love it. It's great. <laughs> I know you can't wait. She just hang around in like a shirt that just keeps falling off her constantly. Yeah, that's what she wears. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add about Jerry or um, uh, about Malcolm? Because like, we could do Malcolm quick because we've kind of covered his scenes. No? Uh, I don't know if I have anything else. Let's talk about Trish because Trish is making some bad life decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's all over the show. Yeah, what what is happening with Trish? I mean, we can go through it quite quick because her scenes are mainly her lying unconscious or her with Carl. <laughs> um, but Trish, what are you doing? I mean, we guessed last week, obviously, that Trish is gone after Carl because she wants um, powers. And she says to to Jessica, she kind of argues that the reason she wants powers is so she can, you know take down uh, Alyssa and people like her and she can help people but do you think it's genuine it's really just because she wants to help people or is a jealousy thing as well no yeah, yeah it's sort of jealousy yeah I think it's, it's jealousy I think it has to do with her addiction and just that personality mm-hmm. like trait you know not not that she's well she is addicted to stuff too like whatever they can put in her body she wants but um yeah I uh, like and honestly one of my notes is when she talked about feeling powerless Mm -hmm. i my note was i have to eye roll this because her feeling powerless it's just such an annoying character trait for them to keep bringing up about her because she's not and she knows she's not Mm -hmm. and for her to keep playing into it it's like and they make it seem like she actually thinks that i'm like but she doesn't i i don't know like that whole thing it's just it's very messy Mm -hmm. could you so much go ahead andy could you just correct me if I'm wrong? Cause my my memories of season one are a bit faded, mm-hmm. um, but it seems to be this season we've seen more of Trish return to that sort of narcissistic cult of personality thing that her mother has been had been pushing her towards. Yeah. I wonder if um, Trish feeling kind of powerless more and it becoming more of a thing is um, in part down to her being controlled by Kilgrave last season. Like in the finale, because Kilgrave was literally about to like you know take Trish away as punishment for Jessica, and um, and Trish had to do all the things like you know kiss Kilgrave, and and she hadn't been controlled by him before, and I wonder if that's what brought this refocus on her feeling powerless, because no matter how much um, you know martial arts she does, she that's can't fight against 
uh, against someone like Kilgrave. And now there's starting to be more and more super powered people. And maybe that's what's causing her to feel more more powerless. That's jealousy. That's mm-hmm. jealousy. Uh, if they had touched on that, if they had touched on anything of why she feels so powerless, yeah, maybe I could go for it. But they really don't, other than she just keeps saying it. And it's like, okay, you saying it doesn't actually mean anything. Mm-hmm. There's nothing behind it. Oh, it's so annoying. I'd hate I to just... wish this on her character, but, you know, like, if we saw her in a situation, like, she got mugged or something, just something, yeah. you know, she barely escaped with her life, and then, you know, because it, it just seems like a drug addiction for a while, and then suddenly she's like, I want to be a superhero. <laughs> it's, it's well, the factor, isn't it? Superpowers is a new celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And it's, it's that pawn shop as well. I'm sure that pawn shop's in the middle of it all. <laughs> Les Paul pawn that shop. shifty pawn shop <laughs> in the, the end she just wants Jessica's cray cray so. <laughs> hey hey the two times in these in season one and season two that Trish has been close to death because she was close to death in season one if you remember both times are from taking substances um, you know or, you know trying to do something to give herself powers because in season one she took the tablets of Simpsons and then she went into cardiac arrest didn't she so she's just continually endangering her life to get powers this is her real addiction I guess so I think it's at least consistent but I agree with you Tammy that the whole thing of her feeling powerless is is not fleshed out as well as it should be no She's just insecure. She really has done a lot of damage to her character. I really liked her at the beginning of the season, and then just, oh, she's gotten worse and worse. Again, I I find her really interesting, though, and she's not very sympathetic, but maybe I just find unsympathetic characters interesting. Um, I I like when she's possessed at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't mind characters being unsympathetic, but they have to have good writing behind it, and I mm-hmm. don't think she's written well. I don't think this last part of the season she's been written well at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so it it's lost my interest. It's like, you can be unsympathetic, and you can be... I mean, to me, Jerry is unsympathetic. She's yeah. not likable. She... I don't feel bad for her at all. She's an evil, evil person. I still love that character. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. And so... You know, but I think they wrote her really well. And and even though I know uh, she's di- like her story is divorced from the rest of the show, I'm okay with that because her character to me is meant to be with the Jessica Jones series. Mm-hmm. So if we're gonna follow her character, this is just the show it's gonna be in. And I really really enjoyed her storyline. It was really well done, even though it didn't have to do with Jessica herself. Um, but yeah, I just would. I, I don't feel that way at all with Trish. I feel like they just kind of like, almost like, oh, well, we know in the long term we're probably going to give her superpowers and whatever her storyline is in the future. Mm. So we just need to get there. And that's all that they care about, like, from a writing perspective, is we just need to get there. And it's like, yeah, but you can get there with showing, like, with us feeling for her or seeing where she's coming from or understanding it. And I don't, I don't understand her motive at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> it's funny. I was just thinking um, when you were saying how she belongs in this show or whatever, 
I just immediately thought back to that episode of the Defenders where they're all like hanging out together. All the sidekicks are just kind of hanging out in the <laughs> yeah. sink there. Oh yeah. I just, yeah. Like, that was just great. I was like, oh man, this should be a this should be like a show like sidekicks, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like Four episode sidekick thing. <laughs> Trish, Foggy, uh, Missy, uh, <laughs> yeah. Inez. Inez. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. She obviously does get this procedure done with the at least seventy-two needles, as in my as in my notes. Um, Robin, you mentioned about her getting possessed a minute ago. Yeah. I really like that scene where she's saying to Dorothy, like something's wrong. I think I'm dying. I don't know. Like I I at that point when I was watching it, I thought she was actually going to die. I was a bit We're like, a call in oh my god. This episode, right? <laughs> well, she's got the uh, white eyes. I'm sure her fans were rooting for which kind of seemed to be okay. Oh, yeah. Dorothy's the worst. How not to die? <laughs> Have your fans root for you. Yay. Yeah, pray for my Patsy. Oh. Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen with Trish next episode? Because, obviously, Alyssa's still after Trish, even though she's driving her and uh, Jessica away. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think she's going to come out of her thing and have superpowers and I don't know probably go, try to go after try to try to rescue Trish and bring Oscar and have Oscar get killed <laughs> uh, and then Jess blames Trish for bringing Oscar along and then there's a huge uh, season 3 setup for a big fight <laughs> and Trish is, is going to have uh, powers because she survived this you know like like she has more than more than one life like nine lives you know like a cat like a hell cat oh my gosh Yes. Well, there was a wee bit of foreshadowing in this episode because <laughs> when she fell out of the bed, uh, she landed on her front. <laughs> <laughs> She's already got those cat yes. reflexes. <laughs> Do we think we're going to get I, a scene gonna... with her, like in uh, Batman Returns, where she comes home and like drinks all the milk and you know? She's going to lick her hands oh, and then start cleaning her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other notes on Trish? I know we went through her quite quick, but most of the time she was unconscious. So, <laughs> nope. No, right. I think so. And that was the episodes, then, guys. So, oh, can I thank you for something, Claire? Sure. Thank you for not going through that ocean scene. Oh. Oh yeah, we didn't uh, talk about the ocean scene. Well, you no, can talk no, about it can, now, Robin. No, no, it's good. We're good. No, you want to talk about it? It's fine. No. Talk about uh, not having chemistry in two oh. characters. My God! Oh, Tammy, they held hands. Are we supposed to be rooting for them, or what? I thought they were lovely. They held hands. It was beautiful, and then they ate each other's faces. Oh, (laughs) this love. That's what I look for in love. Come on. Yeah, I completely forgot about that scene. Oh, the ocean calms me. We'll go live there. Get off the show, will you? (laughs) Really. Oh. She's going to go and hang out with Namor in the ocean. I yeah. mean, if she wanted to, the ocean so bad, she can go on the raft and be done. There she is. <laughs> you like All the way to the ocean. <laughs> or take a long walk off a short pier. Whatever. whatever it gets. Whoa! She could go find Simpson out there somewhere. Yeah, Jessica oh, can throw... Jessica can throw her mum like 12,000 miles into the sea, just like Simpson, which will never not be hilarious to me. I love that. I need a gif of it. It's so funny. <laughs> my favourite opening to any episode ever um, <laughs> okay do you want your one little easter egg there's only well, actually wow. yeah there's one there's one 
Okay. Well, I'm going to make up an extra one, which is, yay, Turk! Turk's back! Hooray! There you go, that's an Easter egg. Uh, just because I want to mention Turk one more time. Still not throwing through window. Still, but he's going to take on Thanos next week in Infinity War, yes. so it's all good. It's fine. Turk's going to take him out. Uh, so your Easter egg. Um, Alyssa is being held in cell block D. This is the same cell block in which Wilson Fisk and Frank Castle were kept previously in the show, uh, in Daredevil. And also in the Daredevil story, Devil in Cell Block D, that's where Matt Murdock was kept as well. When Matt Murdock was in prison, because he's, he's been in prison as well. And I think that's Can't when Danny, Danny Rand took over as Daredevil for a while. He was the, the fake Daredevil. There's been many fake Daredevils. So, yeah. Daredevil's so. after Luke Cage 2, right? Yes. Is that the next? Yes. Luke Cage yeah. 2, then um, Daredevil, I think, probably then Iron Fist, then um, Punisher, maybe? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely Luke Cage next, then Daredevil, season three. Bring on the pain, bring on the noise. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's talk about quotes, guys. Uh, Andy and Robin, do either of you want to go first? Right, Andy. I've talked a lot. <laughs> uh, um, I don't have any that are written in a different colour of pen. <laughs> That's okay. If you don't have any, I, I, I will go first. I'll get us started and then anyone else can jump in. I have one from Kilgrave, which is... I'll be in your dreams too. I'm inside uh, you forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did squeal. Uh, I'll take the one that I didn't want you to steal, which is you work for me. Your dick works for Trish. Yeah, I had that one as well. Uh, Tammy Tams? I've got a. There's a little old lady in here. You want to give her a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing both episodes? Or yeah. Just, oh, okay. I've got several of them. <laughs> I have, I have um, one which I like from Jessica, which is when Kilgrave's talking to her, and she says, you're in here, but I won. I really liked that one. I have uh, my mother's brain damage. What's your excuse? Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Uh, another Kilgrave one. Hey, I'm just a thought. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, I've got uh, Carl and Trish. You said the trunk was broken. I said we couldn't use it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have one from one of the the guy one of the guys at the new Trish Talk show when he's speaking to Alyssa. Thank you for being a fan. Let's get you a tote bag. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, any other uh, quotes, I'm guys? Trading banter with the delusion. Yes. Oh, that was great. Uh, I loved if it. If Tammy's not going to use it, I'm going to use it. Uh, <laughs> Jerry says, "You know what? You're too stupid to own a pawn shop." <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Frankie. Uh, right. Well, that was our quotes. Let's uh, rate this episode. Actually, let's do feedback first. Why not? Shake things up a bit. I got two emails this week. I've got one from uh, our special, special listener, Sedna, uh, for Will to read. I was saying special, special because I'm delaying because I'm currently trying to open said email. Um, but I'm going to put that in Skype in just a sec for you. Uh, special, special, special. Special, Sedna. What? Hey, hey, I want your cry. Hey, hey, I want, I want your cry, cry. 
Oh, well, sure. He was actually saying Claire Claire. Hey, hey, I want your Claire Claire. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, baby. Just Claire Claire, I want your cray cray. <laughs> he can have my cray cray whenever he wants. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. A picture his just... wife took of him next to like a Doctor Who fan. Like... <laughs> no. I saw that, yeah. Well, so was it? Funny. Was that on He's his like birthday? Smirking. No, um, I haven't seen it. Was it on his birthday? Because it was his birthday recently. I might have been, but it was just like, it just said, he'll never know. <laughs> it was like a picture of him smirking, nice. there, like a, a guy in a Doctor Who shirt looking at his phone. <laughs> nice. Okay. Very glad to have Tenet back. Very glad it's in the form of hallucination so we get a powerful representation of Jess's state of mind and more of DP's creepy as fuck performance. <laughs> Don't think anyone really wanted Kill Grey back from the dead. I, I did. Mean, Jess even. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have minded. <laughs> How did Jess even contemplate binning the jacket? Is that a Britishism? Oh, binning? Like putting it in the yeah. bin? Oh, okay. I get you said now. It's, it's alright. Me and Andy know what you're talking about. It's iconic. She rocks it better than Marlon Brando and Sid Vicious put together. Wow. Just give it a wipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how many times has Jessica had to wipe down that jacket? Ooh, with various uh, things. Yeah. Plenty more unsubtle, codish talking between Jess and Mom. Surely any of those guards could figure out what they were on about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Trish, you massive idiot. We kind of all <laughs> want to get her. We kind of all want her to get Hellcat powers from a feline vaccine. <laughs> but if it. But not if it means fucking up hers and Malcolm's relationship with Jess. Conveniently, Dr. Carl doesn't take much convincing to blow himself and the building up. (laughs) And Jess gets to do a run away from an explosion with rescue Trish over her shoulder bit. Yeah. Blood dripping all over her probably, yeah. Give it a wipe. (laughs) Just give it a wipe. Mom's on the loose. Wow, there's another hospital than Metro General. Oh, yeah. Jer- <laughs> I just assumed it was Metro General. <laughs> Jerry's revenge is sweet. Turk. Frankie Pawn Shop vibes with Wig Shop Lady for best minor character. See you at the <laughs> mom and daughter motorhome road trip finale. <laughs> Thank you, Sedna. Oh, crap. I just thought of something. It, um, uh, The finale obviously has to have Claire Temple in it, right? <laughs> Uh, sure, because she's Did my favorite. Did she show up at the favorite. beginning and did I forget about it? Nope, no. she's not showing up at all. She's going to be there. Why? Hey, what are, what are you doing here in Uruguay? I, I've been <laughs> living here for months. Helping the sick, night nursing, what have uh, you. She does not have to show up. She can stay away. And, yeah, okay. <laughs> Look at my Wolverine claws. I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Claire Temple impression. Poster, poster Luke Cage, that is, because before that, I really like her. Okay, we have a first-time email from Laurie. It's quite long, so I'm going to read it uh, to give you guys a little a little rest. Um, okay, hello, Claire, Tammy, Will, and guest defenders. Very long-time listener of the podcast. Everything except Punisher, which I have skipped over for the time being. First time sending feedback, even though I am just now catching up in time to send something in. I have not watched the finale yet. 
Although I like all the Marvel series, Jessica Jones holds a strong first place for me. Kristen Ritter just seems to get better as the season progresses. I enjoy her uh, being first a PI and then a superhero in how she often, though not always, approaches problems. Episodes 11 and 12, some disjointed thoughts. It was an interesting choice that she got inspiration from Kilgrave to make it look like a suicide, which was probably the best solution. Even though she killed Dale in self-defence, and he clearly was a killer, it would take months, if not longer, for a resolution. Interesting to hear what others think of this choice. Others, what do you think of this choice? I I still don't know how they're going to just believe it was a suicide by her throwing him off the roof, but sure. If they believe it, that's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was quite a bit of social commentary with the guns and ammo magazine. That was a nice touch by the props department. Not sure she took how to write a manifesto one-in-one in school. I feel like those tend to be longer, but hopefully it works. Based on what we see later, it seems that the police might not look too hard into the suicide since he had such a bad reputation. I was not surprised to see David Tennant slash Kilgrave show up, as I had heard something about the actor being in the show this year. I had thought it might be flashbacks, but it was very effective, and I always love seeing David Tennant. Me too, Laurie, me too. The purple light on the roof was a nice touch. When he says three lives and counting, who is the third? So it's Reva, Kilgrave, and Dale are the three that uh, she's killed. I am not a fan of addiction storylines, as they are often done poorly. However, they did invest a lot in Trish's backstory this season to make it work better. It was pretty entertaining how she finds him from triangulating contacts in the dating app. The trading banter with the delusion exchange was great. Hope someone got that full quote. Kristen Ritter's acting of the trauma she was feeling in this episode was amazing. I agree. There was destruction... There was destruction by water first and now by fire. I recall Claire mentioned about not having the budget to show the water because something else was coming up. I am guessing now part of that at least was the firebombing. Uh, I don't think I mentioned something was coming up, but I just don't think they have the budget for the water, you know, pouring out of the tank, the octopus tank, because I know water is notoriously difficult to shoot and causes a lot of problems. The aftermath of that with Alyssa escaping was not really surprising, but I hope the guard is okay. Both here and with Dorothy were cases where the local news caused mayhem. I am not quite sure what I think of Trish so wanting to have powers. I will wait to see the payoff in the last episode. I have not read the comics, but based on your discussions about it, I wonder if that is the direction they are going into making her Hellcat, and what powers would those be? Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. It was interesting that both mothers, who had either been absent or terrible, told their daughters, I am so proud of you. I think they were mostly proud that their daughters had come out better than them, despite themselves. I have also loved the Jerry storyline, and it really paid off to see how she took her revenge. I am very glad they did not cut the Turk scene, as that really added to the payoff. I still feel that there is going to be a miracle cure, but probably not in this show this season. I'm assuming that Malcolm will also eventually reconcile with Jessica, but maybe also not in this season. Maybe he will go to work for Price Cheng first. I don't think he's getting killed. Mm. (laughs) I know, exactly. At this point, I think Oscar and Son are safe. No! I thought something would happen to force them to leave the building, but not get killed. Maybe that will happen in the finale. I really hated seeing Jessica holding a gun. There was no way she was ever going to shoot her mother. Maybe Malcolm will be the one to track them down with Price's or Costa's help. There will be quite a few things to tie up in the finale. And she has some quotes. Being inside someone's house is like being inside their head. 
which was Jessica in episode 10. You can't stop with the science, even for a minute, even for an hour. That's Alyssa episode 11. That was your favourite uh, scene, Robin. And uh, and the doctor who says, back alley doctors preying on people who want powers, it's sickening. And that was in episode 12. I liked that last quote as well. I, we didn't mention that. Like, it's kind of a way that, you know, they might introduce more people with powers. And just this idea of you know, back alley say, doctors yeah, is really creepy. Right. Like, I, we didn't talk about that. And I had noted that, too. It was just like, well, that's different, like, to bring that up, that this is happening, you know people like Carl are just out there and doctors are aware of it because mm. they're having to deal with the after effects of, yeah. of people having to uh, go through these and maybe not surviving or being, you know, in critical condition or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And it makes sense that you start getting all these superheroes and stuff and people are going to want to, to be like them and start trying to emulate it. And obviously if people are vulnerable like that, then there's going to be other people that will take advantage of that for money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Laurie uh, finishes with her rating and she says rating for both nine out of 10, uh, nine out of 10 random kid with backpack walking to the prison and oblivious guy on iPad. <laughs> 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 Who's the random kid with the backpack walking into the prison? Was that a, when was that? Was that an extra? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, a kid and his dad they were walking in oh yeah who she yelled at when she was like get out yes yeah you're right <laughs> and then she says thanks guys for all the great podcasts thanks Laurie thank you Laurie yay thanks nice. um cool that was our feedback for this week so let's rate this episode now so uh Robin what would you like to rate uh, episode 11 and then episode 12 Okay, uh, episode 11, I was so happy uh, that Kilgrave was back. Um, besides that, I was kind of tired of the other stuff, but um, I, it, it, the, fa- the presence of David Tennant really just elevated and, uh, you know, like the, the callbacks to some season one stuff, like the purple light and uh, some really freaky uh, uh, Kilgrave stuff in there. Uh, and we had a nice explosion, and we got rid of a, a, a character I wanted gone days ago, uh, or <laughs> episodes ago, rather. Days ago, in, in the way I watched it. Um, so uh, I'm giving it a uh, 7 out of 10 Gadzooks. <laughs> Gadzooks. Because I think Kilgrave said Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Um, pray for my Patsy. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you want no, me to go, keep going? Go, go, go. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, pray for my Patsy. I, I could have done without, mostly. Um wasn't I just again I'm just it's it's just padding trying to you know the usual Netflix Marvel thing where they're just kind of padding and they're people talking and talking and not really doing anything and I don't know I, I just want to get to the finale already so <laughs> I gave it a three out of ten prayers for a better season three wow wow oh that Dorothy oh Dorothy's the best love her <laughs> and what anything bad much unneeded plotline award uh, that went to Jerry and how that all resolved. Uh, Andy? Uh, will you let me do halves? Uh, sure. Yeah? Yeah, uh, why not? Well, then <laughs> I will give episode 11 uh, seven and a half tentacles. <laughs> ten. And uh, episode 12, seven and a half uh, Tatler's Pawn Shops. Nice. So you like them both pretty much the same? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I think I thought episode 11 had a lot less. There wasn't really much going on for the first half, but mm-hmm. um, 
attempt as Calgary is, is brilliant, of course. So it doesn't matter. Hello? Oh, Hello? I can't hear you, Andy. Yeah. Oh, now you're back. Oh. Yeah. I heard you say there's not there's not something, and then you disappeared, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> IGN have got him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was saying that uh, there wasn't an awful lot happened in the first half of eleven, mm-hmm. apart from uh, David Tennant as Kilgrave, which doesn't so it doesn't matter that nothing happened. Yeah, because he's the best. Um, William. Hello. Hi. Well, and Reese is barking now, so um, <laughs> I liked uh, the Tennant episode better just because it had David Tennant. There, I do. I agree that there's kind of a little too much talking and not enough happening. And now somebody's answering Reese. Another dog is answering him. Yeah. <laughs> They're discussing hey, what they thought hey, of the episodes. Hey. Um, but yeah, the second episode especially kept it kind of dragged on a little bit. With the exception, I did like seeing Jerry's storyline. I think it maybe has come to a conclusion this season. I don't know. And I did like Frankie. But I, so I'll give episode 11 uh, 7.5 out of 10 um, devils on two shoulders. <laughs> and I'll give the second one, I'll say 7 out of 10 curly fries for Turk. <laughs> oh, Turk. <laughs> Uh, Tamalama Ding Dong. Right. By the way, that is your brand name. I've decided. Oh, okay. <laughs> sign that. Sign that to everything. <laughs> uh, so I liked episode eleven better than episode twelve. Not by much. It just so happened. Um, I thought episode eleven was good because we've got uh, Kilgrave, of course, and I thought Jessica. And this could have been like the direction of the episode, but. Um, I felt like Jessica was the most comic book Jessica we've gotten mm-hmm. in a while. Like, just the feeling of it was the same feeling. Like, watching her was the same feeling I got when I read the comic. Uh, and, yeah, I feel like they've really uh, weakened Trisha's character, though, in this episode. So it was just kind of like, meh. Um, but the Jessica and Kilgrave stuff was good. So I gave this one 8 out of 10 dirty jackets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, Just give um, it a wipe. Joy. <laughs> uh, Whenever we see a scene now where Jessica, like, I don't know, anything <laughs> happens, we're just going to be like, just give it a wipe. Yep. And for episode 12, I really I hate this whole Trish getting powers thing. And this is like a good portion of this with her just lying in bed. And it's like, yeah, yeah, she's going to be Hellcat. All right. Like, just already <laughs> do it because then she won't feel powerless and she'll stop talking about it. Um. <laughs> And both of their moms are crazy, and both of them need to go. So, but I did like Jerry's storyline, and uh, and I like that she had she she so easily manipulated Inez to shooting Shane. <laughs> it was, was kind of like okay, well, like I guess that's gonna happen. Cool. Um, so, but I gave episode twelve seven out of ten Jerry's revenge. Cool. So, I um I think I preferred. Surprise, surprise, everyone. I think I preferred the episode with David Tennant in it slightly more to the one without David Tennant. I know you're shocked. Um, but not by much, um, because I, I loved him being in it. Um, I thought uh, Kristen Ritter was really strong in the episode. Um, and I was looking, you know, the fact it was directed by Jennifer Lynch, it had some really cool visual flares, but I don't think 
they could have done as much as they could have done with um, Kilgrave being in Jessica's um, in Jessica's head. Um, but I did enjoy it. I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. Marry me now, David Tennant's. Um, because I I did enjoy it. Uh, David Tennant, if you're listening, yes, marry me now. Um, and I'm going to give episode 12. Uh, I, I liked it. I don't mind the stuff with Trish. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it, it's uh, it's good, but I, I still think the high point of the series was episode 7. Um, oh, yeah. That was, that was I think, the, my favourite episode. Um, so Which I'm going to... Uh, that was the one with all the flashbacks. Ah, yes. I want your cray-cray. I want your cray-cray, yeah, exactly. Uh, So I'm going to give episode 12 a 7.5 out of 10 white eyeballs. Uh, (laughs) uh, That's all I can think of. Uh, So that means that episode 11 gets an average of 7.6. And episode 12 gets an average of, bear with me a second while I add it up. See if this works faster than Skype. I know you can't wait. I think it's going to get less because of that three, Robin. Well. 6.4. I'm sure I'm not going to hurt them at all. (laughs) (laughs) I love Jessica Jones. I just, oh man, some of the, by this time I'm like, all right, come on. Enough. Enough of this mother. Oh. Oh. That's what it's all about, Robin. Yeah, I know. It's so. Oh, Robin, why, be, why do you hate mothers? Jessica, Robin, Jessica why, so why do you hate fun. Tammy so much? Tammy's a mother. Why do you hate her? I, I, I love mothers. <laughs> I love mothers. It's all my day. Uh, Let's talk more solving crimes. Yeah. Yes. Just give her a couple of cases. Just a couple of cases. And have this go on. And less like them just talking back and forth, whether. Uh, we should kill the mother or not. Just we know it's gonna happen. She's gonna have to just die. Do it. We know it's gonna happen episode thirteen. Yeah, or Somebody's just do the mother plotline in like three episodes and then do another plot line for like three episodes, you know? Just not enough to keep me interested, unfortunately. <laughs> That's just me. Who cares about me? My my opinion. <laughs> Who cares about you? Um Okay, well that uh, any last predictions as to what's gonna happen next week that you guys haven't mentioned? Claire comes and saves everyone. Claire Temple, I mean. I think yeah, I, that would suck, oh, though, if, if oh, it was, so. like, at the end of this season that's all directed by, you know, by women directors oh, yeah, and about strong right. female characters, and then it's Luke that comes in and saves the day. <laughs> I would roll my eyes so hard, I might actually implode. Fine. Danny does it then. <laughs> Ugh. I'm going to save you with my chiefest, Jerry. Yeah. um no uh okay well let's talk about next week anyway so next week is episode 13 aka playland so you might have some more predictions after i read this waking up in unfamiliar surroundings jessica once again finds herself torn between two worlds and facing an impossible choice it's quite a vague summary uh yeah so that's next week anyway uh robin and andy thank you so much for being our guests this week Thank you. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you on the interwebs? Andy, you might as well go first. <laughs> um, I'm at uh, patreon.com forward slash Andy Luke, Ooh. where I'm publishing a tale called The Watch Thief. And you can also find me on Twitter at Andrew Luke. Nice. And Robin, um, where can people find you? 
I host. Uh, I, I'm I'm on L Robin Euro on Twitter. I host the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. I host uh, We Don't Want to Wait, which is currently watching Smallville, which is getting weirder and weirder to watch right at this point. Uh, <laughs> I I host uh, Redemption Cast. I host uh, uh, this other uh, thing, Stephen King podcast called Constant Watchers, and I'm also co-hosting on Round Three. <laughs> so all sorts of uh, podcast things that I'm just like, what the heck? And now I'm like, oh my god, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to all those though, because uh, it's, it's fun. Cool, cool. Uh, Will and Tammy, anything you want to mention? Um, I can mention Calvini Fashion <laughs> uh, podcast we do. What's uh, that about? About the, the fashions of Quantum Leap. So if you like Quantum Leap and you like to know about fashion trends <laughs> um, and what we think is cute and not cute, then you can listen to Calvini Fashion Cast. Don't get too excited about this week's episode. Not many great fashions in it. No, but this season is uh, pretty kooky already, so there's that. So Yeah, yeah, kooky episodes, not kooky fashions, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Will, Sp- Spartacast, is it back? Not yet. <laughs> My iTunes did decide to randomly um, download a, an episode of Spartacast, <laughs> Spartacast <laughs> and I was like, oh, is it wow. back? And I, it was just re-downloading like an old episode. So I thought it would actually come back. Uh, I think I maybe had to replace a file because I did something wrong. Oh. I think that's what happened. Uh, but yeah, Spartacast and Sensei Podcast, they'll both come back sometime. They're, they're a coming thing. Cool. Yes, the coming attraction. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, next week, finale. Very exciting. Um Andy and Robin, you guys can fight it out as to who takes us out. Oh, no, before we go, the big question. <laughs> you guys you guys get handed an Infinity Stone by Thanos. You have a choice. What one do you choose to have? Tammy, go. Oh, damn. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I would do the space one because then I could be, like, anywhere at any point in time. Well, not any point in time, but just anywhere. And so, like, if there's a lot of traffic, I can just move past it. That would be cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Robin. I like the time jam. I'm a big fan of time travel, and it says that uh, you can uh, de-age yourself, so uh, I'm good with that, too. <laughs> Will. It says that full potential, like you uh, it, you can be omniscient, so, hey, that works. Nice. And I, I literally just want the... Ta- all of them? Yeah, I guess. I just want the time jam so I can have a longer line in the morning. That's all I want. Uh, Andy. I wanted the time jam as well, so do we all have to share it? Or should I take all the other ones that are left? Oh, well, you have to fight Will for the other ones because we don't know what Will wants yet. We can share the time gem. We can have, you know, have shared custody of it. Will, what what are you gonna have? I want the uh, space gem, oh. but I'll take the um, mind gem, and maybe I can make Tammy give me this. <laughs> <laughs> One of my colleagues at work said that they want the reality gem because then they can create a reality in which they have all the gems. And I was like, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> cool. Um, well, we'll uh, we'll have to see what happens to the gems, I guess, next week in we'll Infinity War. Gems. Oh, I used to it's love gems. midget gems. And what were the other ones called? Ice gems. Oh, yummy. They're the best. Uh, sorry, Thank British you. British snacks here we're talking about. Sorry, Americans and Canadians. Uh, right, Robin and Andy, who's going to take us out with an Excelsior? Oh, Andy, uh, what? Excelsior. Later, peoples. Bye. 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 Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. 
you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!